Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Take Talks Business. Today, I have the great pleasure of welcoming a chamber partner, uh, a friend, um, a, a leader that, that I respect uh, greatly in the Hampton Roads community. Uh, we get to welcome Nicole Campbell, uh, commercial real estate professional with Devaris Real Estate. Nicole, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Tag. I'm so stoked to finally be on your show. I'm, I'm excited. I appreciate it. From from one marketing guru to another, yeah. neither of which is our primary job in life, but we do <laughs> we do seem to enjoy it. Um, I believe your journey really kind of started in in the U.S. Army, um, and has kind of transitioned from there. Can you talk a little bit about your your background and and kind of where you were and what's taking you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when I was 20 years old, I joined the army. And at the time, a 20-year-old joining the Army is actually a little bit older than most of the folks who are at basic training. So that by itself was really interesting. I was already at basic training sort of as a little mother hen, um, taking care of the 18-year-olds at the time. But um, I, I did that to just kind of get away and be able to see the world. And um, it was something that I fell in love with from the moment I started. Well, I'll take it. I fell in love with it probably at least two weeks after basic training started because the first couple weeks are very difficult, but I just really liked the structure and the, you know, there was a way to do things, but then there was also some guidance given and you take that guidance and you're able to figure things out on your own and come up with a solution. So that started right in basic training. And then I, went off to Fort Carson, Colorado as a military police officer, enjoyed my time there in the mountains. And then I moved on and went to Germany. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and I decided that my husband and I were both in the army and I decided that that was no longer something that we needed to do together as a couple. My husband stayed in the army and I decided to get out after three years. But the three years that I spent there, during that time, I thought I was gonna be the next or sorry, the first female sergeant major of the army, which is the highest enlisted rank you can be in the army. And that was my goal. I said, I'm gonna do that first. I'm gonna do it the fastest. I'm, this is gonna be my path. And then things kind of derailed when I got pregnant. So um, <laughs> didn't end up there, but I had high aspirations. Um, so then after I got out of the army and we were living in Germany, I was now an army spouse. And so I was, at the mercy of the army and what my husband was doing. So I just kind of did whatever I could find to do that seemed interesting. And that was a luxury for me because I have interests all over the place. So I was able to actually do that and, and not feel bad about it. So I jumped around. I was uh, a dental assistant. I was, I did fundraising activities for the Red Cross while I was in Germany. I've been a teacher, a middle school teacher. I've been a jewelry maker, um, a marketing um, person with a, a university. So I kind of did all this stuff and, and got my hands into a bunch of different areas. And then that brought me to one day I saw an ad in the paper 
that's how long ago it was that you actually still look for jobs <laughs> in the newspaper um, for a transaction coordinator for a real estate team. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting. And I didn't know anything about real estate, but they took me into this team and they taught me the ropes. And I basically just went from there. I ended up getting my real estate license and becoming the director of sales and marketing for a new construction uh, real estate group. And I was able to work behind the scenes doing the negotiating, um, being pretty much a liaison between a home buyer and the seller, which was a, an actual uh, building firm. So I did that until we moved to um, Virginia Beach. The Army brought us to Virginia Beach of all places. I'm super thankful for that. And I'm so happy that my husband is good at his job and was able to, ex to be offered a position to work in Virginia Beach. <laughs> And um, after I got here, I did residential real estate for a while still and um, worked again for, as a marketing person for a residential group in Virginia Beach. And then I decided to try my hand at commercial real estate because I just, my, my heart wasn't in helping people buy houses and helping people sell houses, but I love real estate. So I wanted to figure out how else could I stay in that industry, but transition somewhere else. And so then I got into the commercial world and it's been a long time coming, but I love it. I finally found my place and being able to take all those years of doing all this different stuff and figuring out what it is that I love to do. So here I am, commercial real That's estate great. expert. <laughs> I mean, for those who, who may not know you as well as, as myself and some of the other people that will probably be listening to this podcast is you, you have done an exceptional job of um, bringing your marketing skills into what you do as a, as a professional um, and not just simply relying on the resources that may be provided around you, but going out and, and, and taking the initiative to do this uh, for yourself. Um, I know you were, you were really strong on LinkedIn um, when I first met you. Um, you, you progress from that into, uh, more storytelling, um, and from that now into, to video. So can you talk a little bit about how you've, you've transitioned your marketing skills in your current position and how you've kind of balanced that between the, your needs on a daily basis, but also being able to, uh, manage what is a, a very strong social presence? Sure. So it started with really in this instance, hiring somebody to help me figure out how I'm going to position myself. So I knew enough about marketing to know that I still needed some help. So I hired uh, Nikki to be, as a content coach. And she really just took me through a, a rigmarole of asking me 50 billion questions to get down to what you said, the storytelling part, what is my story? And how do I present that? And how do people respond to the way that I present things and finding that balance of what people respond to and what I enjoy doing so that I would be consistent because that's the important part. I knew that if I wanted to be in front of people, it needed to be an almost daily occurrence. And because that's how um, you are bombarded constantly with information of, from all places. And so if I can't stay in front of people, then it's, going to be, you know, a useless time spent if I'm only there once a week. So 
that was the key is like I said, knowing enough to know that I still needed to bring in a professional to help me dial down and figure out how do I get out there and position myself as a professional, but in a way that is authentic so that people would know the true me. And if they want to work with me, then great. And if they don't, that's fine too. Uh, I mean, you can't please everybody. So, but I think that's the part of it where um, when people see me and hear me, they feel like they know me and then it's easier to start that conversation. Uh, we, you and I joked a little bit before the, the podcast started that, that uh, I prefer to be a little bit more behind the camera than in front of it. Um, was that something that came pretty natural to you or was that something you really kind of had to force yourself to, to really um, uh, take, take and run with it in a way that you've become very, very good at? A little bit of both, if that makes any sense. So I yeah. did feel like it was something I enjoyed doing, but at the same time, I had to force myself to do it because I was so worried about being perfect every time or that I wasn't going to um, present a visual story the way that I wanted to. So I have all these ideas in my head and it would almost stall me sometimes thinking, well, I can't really accomplish this. Um, so I had to get out of my way and just say, you know what, if I have an idea, I need to just go for it. And if I need to write it down or do a video or whatever the case is, just do it. And I think that's the bottom line is just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, yeah, it, and it's fun though. I mean, I enjoy doing it and I think that's the key too. So if I didn't enjoy doing it, you would know yeah. you, it, it would come through on the video. So it's, it's important that it's something that you actually like to do. Yeah. Do you go back and look at some of your original videos? Oh yeah, always. Because I'm always looking, how can I, <laughs> first, how can I recycle this content if possible? Um, yeah. And then second, yeah, I'm like, oh gosh, wait, I can't put that out there now. I can't recycle this because I've really flubbed this up or it doesn't make sense now or what I, you know, what I thought was a good point isn't really relevant. But yeah, I've, I feel like I've improved uh, quite a bit since the first couple that I did. <laughs> That's great. Well, and for some people, some people, even if they're behind a camera, behind a microphone, it's one thing to be able to talk. It's another thing to position yourself as maybe not even an expert, but at least an authority within a, a particular industry. Um, was that something that you found that you had to overcome or, or do you feel like you've always been confident enough in your skills that that really wasn't something that worried you? No, it did worry me because I am newer to the commercial real estate. And so, but I think w what I did to overcome that was making sure that I researched enough or if I needed to ask a question of somebody in my office that I would do that to make sure that I did, did feel like, yes, I am an authority on this based on what research I've done and who I've talked to. Um, and that's the thing, nobody's gonna know everything about everything, right? But you pick the topics that you do know about and you talk about those. And so it should be really easy as long as you've been paying attention to whatever industry you're in, that you should be able to talk about something with some sort of authority, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're just me and you just ask everybody to come to me and I ask you all the questions and let you guys do it. So right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it too. Um, so being a, a I mean, just to be as blunt as possible, because I, I did ask you about this beforehand, being a female 
in the U.S. Army, um, being a female in the commercial real estate industry, um, both of which, while things are obviously changing and continuing to change every day, the reality is both the military and the commercial real estate industry can be somewhat male dominant. Um, has that, did it, did, was that really ever a concern for you? Is it something that you, your confidence is just such that, that you, it really wasn't going to be an issue or is it something you have had to kind of work through? I don't think it was ever an issue for me as far as whether or not um, that would slow me down or keep me down in any way. I did know that there was a divide and I knew in the army that I had to work twice as hard or three times as hard as a fellow male soldier for somebody to recognize me and to recognize what I was doing and that I was good at what I did. And so I understood it and I just dealt with it and I just worked really, really hard to make sure that I was recognized for what I could do, what I was able to achieve, um, not because I was, you know, that they were looking for a quota to fill, but because that I was really good at it. And that was key for me. Um, and so in commercial real estate, same thing, it is still male dominated. And luckily, I found a firm where I feel I think we have more females in our firm than any other local company does. So that by itself was a little bit easier to get into knowing that I was surrounded by other strong women who had already been in the industry for so long. It made it easier. It was, it was like, um, it wasn't a boys club here at this office. Um, but I think too, and looking beyond just being a woman is that in commercial real estate, we have a lack of diversity in general. And and it's because it's a legacy type of career where a family is in development or commercial real estate and then their son goes to college and then comes back and then goes into the family business. And so it's just kind of um, been that way for a really long time. And I think we're a lot slower to change in this industry than in others. And people are starting to recognize it and work towards it. And there's organizations out there that are doing big things in making sure that there's an increase in diversity and inclusion, because that's two different things. And so while I may see some heartache or some struggles because I'm a woman, then multiply that for somebody who is a person of color and wants to get into the field or doesn't even know that the field exists because they're not exposed to it. So, I, I want to use my position as, yes, it was a little bit harder for me as a woman to break into this field and to know people and everything, but then try to help others who are um, even not a white woman, a black woman or a black man or a Hispanic woman or Hispanic man and say, you know what, here's a path that I think you could be really good at and let's like bring you into the fold. So that's kind of been something I've been working on is trying to figure out how do I affect change in Hampton Roads and make commercial real estate and the surrounding industries. How do we make that more diverse? Thank you for being willing to talk about that. Um, and along those same lines, um, what have you, what would you say has been your single biggest challenge um, in your career? And that doesn't necessarily mean need to be in the military or commercial real estate necessarily, but just one of the biggest challenges you've personally faced. But one of the biggest challenges I've personally has been 
coming to the realization that I can't do everything on my own. I put myself on an island for a long time. I wanted to be that strong military spouse that didn't need anybody. I wasn't near family. I um, didn't make a lot of friends on purpose because I didn't want to leave or they left. And then I had to deal with that heartache of that friend moving away or me moving away. And so while it served me well to do that while my husband was deployed and, you know, I had to deal with things on my own and I was strong and independent. Um, I wish I would have come to the realization a lot sooner how important a network and relationships are because it took me literally decades to say, you know what, I can't do this all by myself and it's fine. I can ask for help. I can build relationships and um, if we move away from each other, we have social media and we can stay connected. And so, yeah, that's that. I, I should have not done that to myself, but it's one of those things where you've just got to learn it, right? You know, somebody yep. can tell you all day long. And, and I thought, well, no, not me. I, I'm, I'm too strong. <laughs> I'm too independent. I don't need anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so then what would you say would be your, your greatest reward or your greatest accomplishment during that time? Um, surviving, honestly, raising kids, working, um, and going through the day to day and, um, just making it through and, and making strides so that when I did, like I was telling you before, I had the luxury of trying a bunch of new things. Well, it, it was always worked out to where when I did try something new, a new job that it was that I was moving on to something bigger than I had just been in. So that progression and seeing that, yes, well, maybe we're going to move around a lot, or maybe I don't have the daycare all worked out, but I'm still able to forge a path for myself to go bigger than I was in that last job. And so that's been years and years and years in the making. And so that's why I feel so strongly about where I am now, because I feel like I've gotten to, you know, the the top of the mountain where I'm not going to say I'm at the peak yet. Cause there's still big things to come, but I'm, <laughs> I'm getting up there, you know, and yeah. it's just, um, every, it just gets better from each thing that I move on from. So I, I'm, it hasn't ended yet. So come back to me and let's find out in like six months or a year, what my biggest and best accomplishment is. And, and that'll be Perfect. interesting to look back on too. Perfect. We'll mark this for, for June of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to do a revisit. So absolutely. Um, well, and, and kind of to that point from a, from a leadership standpoint, um, I mean, you're a great resource. Um, you've obviously got a, gr a lot of great experience. Do you see yourself as a leader or a role model within your profession right now? I do because I feel like I'm doing things differently that have been done in commercial real estate in my area. So I'm absolutely all about how can we help each other and how can I help other people grow their business, whether it's in commercial real estate or business in general. And if there's any type of snippet or tidbit that people can take from me, I'm all about sharing that. Sometimes to a fault, I, I a lot of times share a lot of what I do and my time. Um, but it, that's how it should be that you share and you do things for people without an expectation of anything in return. Right. So um, I do spend a lot of my time helping people who I, 
I know I'm not going to get anything from and that's fine. And, but to see them grow or to see them be able to take something and expand on it, that to me is a very important part of my life in general. So yes, I do consider myself a leader, not like, oh yeah, Nicole's in charge of anything. But as far as if people want to look and see, um, you know, what I'm doing and then they want me to help them, that's the important part. How can I help you take away some of those obstacles to help you get there? And to me, that's a sign of leadership. Yeah, very much so. And, and along those same lines, you, your community is also very important to you. How have you kind of gained that community involvement, um, uh, the, both personally and professionally? Well, it started, and I need to get back to this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caveat that. But it started with a fitness community for me. Um, and when I first got here, that's what my husband and I knew. We knew going to the gym and, um, that was our recreation pretty much. So we were able to find a community at the Princess Anne Rec Center, you know, and start there and you just <laughs> meet good people and you're all kind of interested in at least that one thing. And that one thing can take you into a friendship. So that it started there. And then when my youngest son started playing soccer on a more regular basis, um, at a higher level, we weren't able to spend as much time at the gym. So then our community turned into the soccer parents, the um, soccer complex. And so I sit on the board of the Hampton Road Soccer Council and I'm on the development committee for them because I spend so much time there and my son spends so much time there and I see <laughs> how, how important it is to so many people that I wanna make sure that that continues. And so I've kind of, found my people there and soccer is one of those things that brings all different types of people together it's an amazing sport it's fun to watch it's um fun to play I, i'm not really good at it but um that's been my go-to and and i've kind of expanded from there of just any kind of sports in general i'm all about like how can i help the sports community um you know anything that has to do with soccer or sports has been my thing um, and so it really takes, you know, a small part of your world and it opens it up whenever you have something like that in common. And I think that's the most important thing is figuring out what you have in common with somebody or a group of people and just, you know, hang out with them. And then it'll, it'll grow because just because you have that one thing in common, then you have all these other extra things that you're uh, open to now and experiencing from other people's points of view, which I think is really important. So and Virginia Beach is a great place for youth soccer, our area in general. And so if anybody's interested in finding out about youth soccer, let me know, because it's a passion of mine. <laughs> Absolutely. The, uh, yeah, and, and I believe you and I both uh, know Lauren Bland very well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and uh, she's, uh, she's a huge proponent for the soccer community and, and the, the entire Hampton Roads community, but Virginia Beach especially. So... Um, she's a wonderful person. Uh, well, I, I really appreciate you taking uh, some time to, to talk to me today. Um, for those who'd like to get to know you a little bit better and, and kind of see some of the creative uh, uh, social media that you uh, produce on a day-to-day -day basis, where, where can everybody find you? Number one is LinkedIn and it is Nicole, which is spelled N-I-C-O-L-E, Campbell, like the soup, 
and then the number one. So Nicole Campbell one on LinkedIn. And then from there, I'm on some other ancillary places, but I'm just trying those out. I'm starting, started TikTok. So we'll see how that goes, but. (laughs) (laughs) Will you be dancing? Probably one of these days. It won't be well, (laughs) but I'm sure it's going to happen. So. (laughs) Perfect. Well, when when you check back in June of 2021, we'll do a review of your, your TikTok dance routines. Yeah. See see how that whole thing went down. So. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again for, for joining me today, Nicole. It's, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. I, I greatly appreciate uh, your volunteerism and your leadership um, in the community and the business community. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy getting to watch what you uh, convey to the business community on your social media. Um, and it's great to see uh, your success in, in the time that we've gotten to know each other. So thank you again for joining me. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Good to see you, Nicole. Thank you. I appreciate it.